Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello and welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Today we're doing part two of our Smoky Mountain Adventures. We're going to be focusing on the foothills of the Smoky Mountains around the North Carolina territory, uh, where the Tennessee and North Carolina border uh, encompasses. We have a very special guest here, Jan Wartensinski. Uh, he's going to be from the Nonatella Outdoor Center, and we're going to be talking about that whole entire region and what has to be offered there. You guys are going to be in for a real treat, treat today. Um, this episode is airing today on September 12th. Yesterday was September 11th, and as all my listeners know, uh, I am a firefighter uh, with the city of Chicago, and 9-11 happened when I was... In fifth grade, um, we remember the sacrifices that uh, those brave men and women of the New York Fire Department, FDNY, and the uh, Police Department, EMS, and the citizens of New York. Everyone who ran to danger that day uh, changed this country forever. Uh, we're going to remember them with a moment of silence before we begin the podcast. All right, and let's not forget their sacrifice. All right, so let's hop right into this episode. Uh, yeah, and so tell me a little about yourself and a little bit what you do and what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jan Wojtasinski. I am the vice president of Nanahala Outdoor Center. We are an outdoor outfitter based in Bryson City, North Carolina. We've been operating on the banks of the Nanahala River since 1972. So we're coming up on a, a big anniversary here in a few years. We've been operating for almost 50 years in the region. Um, and at this point, we specialize in outdoor adventures, predominantly rafting, zip lining, hiking, uh, whitewater paddling across the entire Southeast. We operate on uh, seven different rivers. And we put um, we put well over 100,000 people down a river each year, um, and then including the rest of our operations here, uh, split amongst North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Tennessee, and across the Smokies, we see about a million guests on average a year. Um, really excited to, to talk a little bit about our experience and share that with your listeners. Wow, that's awesome. And so 
how I how this is discovered and how we cross paths onto the podcast. Uh, I've actually rafted and uh, duckied the uh, the Nanahela uh, twice. First time was rafting, and I had an awesome guy named Fish. And then the second time, I was brave enough to go on my own uh, in the ducky, which was freaking awesome. Uh, for those who never been whitewater rafting um, or are interested in it, don't you know? Are kind of, you know, this is a kayaking podcast. Well, here's something that's really cool that we have to kind of expel. When you're in a ducky, oh man, it's think about a whitewater kayak. If you've never been one, those aren't close. Well, the ducky's open. It's rafted, and think about the most extreme washing machine you can think of being being able to navigate through that. It is it is an awesome experience. Um, can you go ahead and describe uh, the class of rapids that you guys normally produce? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So here at the Nanahala, which is you know our flagship location, it's it's our most popular location. We operate on um, a section of the Nanahala that is predominantly uh, class two and class three. So it's really, really perfect for beginners. And and you know, Jason, your experience is actually a really common one. Typically, we'll have people join us um, for their first time on a guided trip, and that's our most popular trip. You get to get. Uh, in a boat with one of our professional guides. It sounds like, you know, Fish, uh, who, who's been a guide for us for a long time, took took good care of you, and we're really happy to hear that. Um, and that's a really great experience that's super family-friendly. So if you've got kids, um, we can raft as, as young as seven or um, as light as 100 pounds, kind of a unique requirement there by the Forest Service. But we can get kids out on the water, and that fully guided experience is great. Um, and then for folks who do want to come back, they really enjoy it. We do raft rentals as well as ducky or inflatable kayak rentals on the Nanahala. And it's just a really incredible, surreal experience. We provide you with some training at the onset, and then it's really up to you to explore the river at your own pace and at your own accord, which can be really fun and you know, sometimes results in some swimming and, and you know, some <laughs> crashing, but that's kind of part of the experience. I got lucky because both times uh, I never uh, left my vessel. Uh, we were the only raft that had everybody in the vessel when we were when we went the first time. And then, uh, then using that experience that I, because believe it or not, the guy, you know, the guys, especially fish, they really talk about, um, you know, the paddles and reading the river and, and when to anticipate when you're going to hit and taking what I learned from rafting and applying it in the ducky, uh, helped me stay, helped me stay in the vessel the entire time too. So that was, uh, that was quite the learning experience. So that was pretty awesome that I was able to take what I learned from fish and flying on my own. And I think a lot of people, uh, who do that and choose to do it the second time will see the benefits of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I don't want to understate the focus on risk management that we have as an organization. And, and, you know, it sounds like Fish was a really incredible guide and in that he was able to preface a lot of that. Um, you know, we like to think that no outdoor adventure is perfectly safe, but we try to set everybody up um, very, very successfully with some of the tools they need, whether that's, you know, the correct strokes, um, certainly the, the, you know, brand new or very close to new gear and high quality equipment so that when you're you're out on a trip with us especially a rentals trip um we're doing everything we can to keep people safe and uh and and make sure people have a great time and and sounds like you did you made it down the river twice without without spilling in yeah third time's a charm we gotta get we gotta get you back here that's right 
Um, you know, it's actually really cool. A lot of the gear that you use, and when you say you use top of the line, uh, gear that we use too for uh, for us as kayak anglers that you guys use is uh, NRS. And NRS has great quality products. And I was happy to see that you guys use, uh, use their products, especially their PFDs as well. Yep, yep. NRS is a, a big partner of NOCs as well as several other top-of-the-line manufacturers in the whitewater industry. On the rafting side of our operations, we use NRS extensively. We also carry uh, an extensive layout of specialized whitewater gear from NRS in our outfitter store, which is here at the Nantahala. A really great resource for people who are looking for that rescue knife or a PFD or a rope or even some of those, those uh, critical layers for, for being out in cold water. We also work with a, a ton of other manufacturers. Astral Designs is a big one. They're based here in Asheville, um, right around the corner from us. And, and so when you join us on, a, uh, on one of our, our whitewater instruction courses through our paddling school, a lot of our equipment there utilizes some more specialized um, and again, very high quality, uh, high quality equipment because we want to make sure that people are learning from the best and they're, they're in the best, most recent equipment when they're doing so. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, again, when, when you guys are going here and, and people sometimes get, uh, the sticker shock value of, whoa, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, why am I paying for so much? You can never put a price on safety. And when, sometimes when you see these prices, you got to take into consideration the legitimacy of an operation. And you guys ha absolutely have it between the equipment you're using, between the experience that you guys have. You guys, in my opinion, are probably are the number one whitewater outfitter in the country. Or yeah, at least well, to your. We appreciate that, that and uh, and that and we certainly strive to be that um, every day and every year. Our, our mission is to be leaders in outdoor adventure, and and we have widely been considered leaders in outdoor adventure since we started in 1972, and we hope to continue that every year. And a big part of that is. Um, is really understanding value. We are we have never claimed to be the cheapest outfitter on any of the rivers that we're on, um, and we're not. Uh, we are, but we do feel like we're very fairly priced um, for what we do, and and uh, we hope that people after they join us on the river, whether it's a guided trip or a rentals trip, feel like they received value for what they paid. And a big part of that goes into the most important part of our operation is, is our staff, our guides. We spend a ton of time hiring people who we really trust and believe in and then training people to make sure that they're able to make the right decisions on the river. Um, and those might be risk management or safety, quote unquote, decisions, or they might just be some of the fun things that happen on the river, like learning about flora and fauna and local history. Those are all really important parts of an experience with NOC2 is learning and understanding you know, what makes the Nantahala special or what makes the Ocoee in Tennessee special or what makes the pigeon over near Gatlinburg really special and unique. And that's, that's a, you know, a really important part of our experience too. And you're touching on it. What other, uh, and you've mentioned some, but what other uh, bodies of rivers and waters do you guys also offer service on? Yeah, so so we commercially raft on several rivers across the the southeast. Um, the Nantahala is a, again our flagship location. The Chatuga is widely regarded as um, one of the most famous runs we run. That's down on the border of South Carolina and Georgia by Clemson, um, and that's a wild and scenic river 
absolutely stunning. In terms of fishing, the Chattooga is renowned, especially the upper reaches of the Chattooga are renowned for fly fishing, um, kind of split between the mountains there in South Carolina and Georgia. We operate on the French Broad, selectively on the Nolichucky River in Tennessee, on the Ocoee River, the Pigeon River, and the Chattahoochee River. So we're fairly widely spread across the Southeast. Um, and those are, again, all for our rafting operations. Once you get into the paddling school world, so you know some of our technical paddling instruction, learning how to whitewater kayak with one of our, our ACA certified instructors, the sky's the limit. We teach courses all the way down in Chile in the winters, so you know internationally, um, as well as on several additional rivers across the southeast. You know, a big one that I can think of is Wilson's Creek. Every now and again, we'll run instruction programs for for guests over at Wilson's Creek, water level dependent. Another wild and scenic river over by Morganton, North Carolina, absolutely stunning. Um, again, very well known for its fishing. In every pair of Decovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Decovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Sweet. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you touched on the fishing aspect. Um, there's a couple things I want to bring up about the fishing aspect, and I, and I don't mean to deviate away, but you had mentioned it. So where the uh, where your guys' location is in Bryson City, you guys are just south of Lake Fontana, correct? Um yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to lay it out on a map. Fontana is <laughs> a really unique body of water in that, you know, back in the day, they, they flooded a valley uh, to create Fontana. So the amount of fingers that Fontana has as a lake is, is pretty intense. And, and so I'm trying to think on a map. Yeah, technically we are south, just southwest of Fontana. And the Nanahala River just below our campus actually dumps into Fontana. Um, so water level dependent, depending on how high, uh, the high, you know, that they, they are keeping the levels in Fontana. Um, we may have an additional mile and a half of Nanahala River below our property, or the lake actually might come up in a butt directly right below our property. Cool. And let's talk a little bit about uh, the fishing on there. I know it's renowned for its uh, striper and white bass fishing and some good smallmouth fishing there. What are your experiences with it, if you have any? Yeah, and, and I'm going to preface this with I am by no means, you know, a, an avid fisher. Um, it, it, you know, I, I, I predominantly spend my time in a whitewater kayak, um, but I certainly am, am parallel to the fishing community here. And, and a lot of our staff here at Nanahale Outdoor Center, including our manager of retail here, are actively involved in the fishing scene. And, and uh, it's my understanding in, in, you know, knowing and speaking to the community here that there's a, a two really incredible um, aspects of fishing here. Number one is, is obviously just the, uh, uh, the size of Fontana 
um, and all the feeder streams there produce a lot of really valuable fishing grounds. You've got the Nantahala, of course, which is cold year round um, and, and widely regarded as a, um, a really important trout uh, fishery. Um, you've got the Little Tennessee, you've got the Tuckaseegee. So there's a bunch of streams and riverbeds around here that can all produce a, you know, a very different experience on the fishing front. The Nantahala, uh, which we'll focus on for a second, is unique in that it's dam controlled. Um, the water that they pull out of the dam is um, the water they pull out of the dam is pulled from the bottom of the hydraulic head. So it's a consistent 54 degrees year round and it runs about 350 days a year. Very, very predictable. So what we often see is fly fishermen and waders out waiting in the morning before the water turns on at what you would consider fish flow. Um, so lower flows. And then during the day, we may see um, folks floating the river um, in rigs, casting, um, or standing on some of the upper reaches of the Nantahala River once there's a, a slightly higher volume of water in it, which is really cool to see. Awesome. And uh, one thing, too, when we're talking about this river and, and what else it offers aside from fishing, you guys also do um, practice for the uh, – you guys have – medalists and olympians who uh practice for whitewater uh, uh kayaking on the river as well set up in those same areas yeah yeah that's exactly right so our main campus here actually uh encompasses both sides of the nanahala river we actually own a bridge a footbridge um, which is the appalachian trail that crosses right over right over the nanahala oh. on the heart of our campus and right below that bridge is a training ground for um, elite athletes. And so over the course of, of our history, we've had 23 plus Olympic athletes that have been involved and trained actively with NOC as a brand. Right now we have two, um, well, one and one Olympic hopeful. Uh, we, we, um, we currently support Mihaj Smolin, who is a, an Olympic athlete who's currently based out of Charlotte, who, who grew up uh, racing and training with the Nanahala Racing Club here on the the Nanahala, and then Evie Liebfarth um, is an Olympic hopeful. She is 15 years old, and she was set to be uh, qualified for the Olympics in 2020. Obviously, they did not happen, um, and so we're very, very hopeful that she is an Olympic contender in 2021. And she's born and raised here on the Nanahala. She's a Bryson City local, and again, she's she's 15 years old. So what an incredible story to to see Evie grow up here on the Nanahala River, training here on the Nanahala River, um, becoming one of, if not potentially one of the best uh, Olympic slalom paddlers in the world. That's awesome. That's incredible, and I'm glad we're able to share that on this podcast. That's awesome. Um, so going further, going a little further in, so uh, I'm going to bring you right back around to the fishing again. Um, when we when we were talking about you know fishing for trout, uh, do you specifically know uh, what what kind of trout are running through the river? You know, you're, you're asking, you're starting to get into the more technical questions here, Jason. Uh, <laughs> I, I would, I would, I, I could certainly start naming trout, but I would hesitate to put me on record for any of it. Uh, <laughs> the, the good, the good news here is, you know, I, I do have some recommendations for people who want to learn a little bit more about trout fishing in the area. We have a really okay. productive relationship with um, the chamber here in Bryson City. So Great Smoky Mountain uh, Chamber out of Bryson City. And they've put together, they've done a ton of work on a website called greatsmokiesfishing.com. Um, a really wonderful resource for this region in terms of connecting you with outfitters. So anywhere from where to get permits to the cost of those permits. 
um, to some recommendations on fisheries to guides. Um, and, and that's one of the aspects that um, I've definitely seen and recommended to friends who have been in the region, uh, has recommended several guides out of Bryson City who were able to answer all those questions and help, you know, navigate the, the, the turmoils of trying to figure out where the best spots are. They're able to, to set you up with exactly what you need to make sure that your time here in the mountains is enjoyable and, and productive and, uh, and you have a great time out on the river fishing. Cool. Thank you for that resource. And for those listening, uh, when this is over, we'll definitely post that in the description on where to find it. So let's talk about the region a little bit. So Bryson City, where your best description of Bryson City, um, where would you say, would you put it on the map for people who are traveling so they kind of have an idea of where they're going? Yeah, so Bryson City is nestled about an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes west of Asheville. Most people know Asheville nowadays. It's a it's a pretty popular tourist destination, and it's also a, a really great place for a long weekend or, or to go grab um, a cabin to have access to the Smokies. We're about an hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes west of there. Um, the other The other big landmark in this region, especially if you've talked about the Smokies, is Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. We are, as the crow flies, very close to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, I'd say 30 miles, but the, the Great Smoky Mountains is kind of the big separator between the two. So it's actually around an hour and 45 minute drive. You have to wind through those mountain passes. You can either go up and over on the parkway or you wind yourself around on Route 40. Um, and so those are the two landmarks that help kind of establish where Bryson City is. And the really nice part about Bryson City is, I, you know, I like to think of it as uh, maybe a, the, the less crowded version of uh, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. It, it is the same mountain region. It offers the same uh, benefits, um, access to incredible lakes, incredible rivers, and access directly to hiking in the Smokies, as well as some of the other activities you can do in the Smokies. Yet it doesn't have that uh, big city feel that downtown Gatlinburg might. It's a little bit quainter and a little bit more spread out. So there's a ton of opportunities on this side of the mountain in terms of getting out there in, uh, especially right now, getting out there in maybe a little bit more solitude than you might have in, in some of the more populated areas of the Smokies. Oh, and most definitely. And for those who follow uh, the change in the seasons, right now, or I shouldn't say right now, but within the next up and coming weeks is when your guys' area starts seeing a little more of the tourists because of the changing of the uh, into the fall colors. And just when I actually, when we visited uh, to do the whitewater rafting, we were there when the colors were changing at the end of September. And I, man, <laughs> it's a sight to see, especially, you know, within a mountainous re region. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I lost a lot of people from all over the country to, to you guys. Yeah, it, it's it's truly amazing. And one of the cool things here is we have such a, um, such a variance in elevation that you can really get a, a pretty wide leaf season depending on what elevation you're at. So, you know, early on, obviously, if you head up towards Klingman's Dome or some of the higher elevations in the Smokies, you get stunning colors. And then a little later, uh, typically um, as late as end of October, down here at the river valley level, we start to see change. So, you know, it, it, you've got this huge window to come and really explore foliage at different elevations, which is pretty cool. Nice. And then, um, one, you know, one thing you had mentioned was Asheville. 
And something that people may or may not know about Asheville um, that draws them to the region, and I know there's a few listeners who are into this, uh, Asheville is renowned for its Overlander Expo uh, that occurs uh, annually. And, you know, if for, you know, for those who don't really understand what Overlander is, think about, think about taking the car, putting or a van or what have you, whatever vehicle, putting a lift and some big wheels on it and then making it a camping brigade and then having a jamboree there. It is, it's a sight to see. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The, uh, so, in the Bryson City area, uh, let's talk about some food and some restaurants that are around there. Yep. Um, so we have a variety of options here in Bryson city. Um, and, and the nice part is most of them are casual. You know, Bryson city is a small town. It's quaint. It's not big city. Um, and I personally really like that. There's a lot of charm there. Um, especially if you're out on vacation, there's not the, you know, the pressure to, to dress up and go out to, um, you know, a, a hugely extravagant dinner, which is certainly my style, um, or just, you know, grabbing some grabbing some burgers and grilling out up at the cabin but when you when you want to head out into town you know when when the mood strikes there are a couple of places we would recommend first and foremost we've got a couple of restaurants here at at noc at nanahale outdoor center um we've got a riverside bar big wesser um uh, bar and grill that that operates in the summers um that's a great place to grab you know a, a cold beer or a cold drink sit right by the river um and have you know a plate of nachos or a burger and then we have river's end restaurant which is our riverside restaurant uh very famous because it it's actually built up over the nanahala river in the dining yep. room there you're actually sitting about 20 feet above the river and you can watch you know um, river users come by if it's early in the morning and you're grabbing breakfast you can watch fishermen out there casting so it's a, it's a really unique spot um, once we branch out from our campus into downtown uh, there's a couple of places that that i consistently recommend um, on the beer side uh, there's a, a new a newer brewery in town called mountain layers brewing um, really really unique spot really cool ownership uh, very local um, small batch and it's the type of place where they've got a couple of really stable, awesome beers. Uh, for instance, they have a great IPA and, and a great Pilsner. Um, but every time I'm in there, I feel like there's a bunch of new beers. It, it's that type of place where they've always got something fresh and new for, for folks to go enjoy. Um, and the nice part about Mountain Layers is they usually have a food truck. They have a rotating food truck assortment that comes out. So it's easy to stop in, grab a bite to eat, grab a drink if you'd like one. For folks who do want something a little more upscale, um, the, uh, Everett Bistro is in downtown Bryson city. Um, it's in an old, I believe it's an old bank building. Um, and that's the type of place where I'd recommend if you're coming to town, uh, call them, make reservations. It's, it's a little bit more high dollar, um, for, for the area, but, uh, the, the, uh, kitchen team there and the head chef there do a really great job at sourcing local ingredients, including local trout, um, 
and local beef, uh, local chicken, local meats. And they do a really great job at a slightly higher price, price point to plate together really, really well-crafted meals that are very well thought out. And again, you know, very much a local vibe um, in, that, in, in the bistro. Awesome. Awesome, man. You know what? So when we were down there, so uh, we ate at River's End and we were also at Big Western, but River's End, I, I'm going to throw out my my favorite recommendation there. And it was probably one of the most tastiest sandwiches I ever had was the trout sandwich. Yeah. Okay. And, and I believe... Um... So we've gone through a few iterations of, of the our, our trout dish over the year. For a while, we had an entree on the menu, but all that trout we we source here from a local trout farm, which is really cool. Um, and so that trout likely came from Sunburst Trout Farms, which is right around the corner. But glad to hear you loved it. Some of the other favorites we hear there. One of the the pieces that we've been serving for, for years and years and years is our Sherpa rice. It's a, a rice dish that was inspired by our founders travels in Nepal. Um, again, one of those, one of those, uh, plates similar to the, the trout sandwich that we constantly receive great feedback on and a lot of nostalgia over, cause it's just one of those standout pieces. Awesome. And then we were talking about big Wester and that, and when I tell people that, that, the um the Nuthalla, that and especially within your guys's properties one of my, between there and the uh the grand tetons these are my two favorite places in the world what makes it so cool is that when we went there uh I, I, the brewery sweetwater had a tap takeover so there was every tap was a different sweetwater beer and you walk down and there's literally Anirondack chairs that sit into the river, with, you know, and then you have picnic tables behind you, but you can sit in the Anirondack chairs literally on the banks and it's, it's, it's a rocky bank and you just sit there and you relax and you chill. It's so zen. It is, it was one of the best experiences I've had. And that's why I'm, this is why I'm so happy. I'm actually getting to be able to talk about, you know, this location because again this is between here and the tetons are my favorite places in the world and it, it has a special place in my heart so uh kudos kudos to to 50 years of it in the making to make it what it is today because it is it is a, a place definitely worth checking out well, we certainly appreciate that and appreciate, you know, I, I don't know if I've heard us compared to the Tetons before, so I, I don't take that compliment lightly. That's uh, that's pretty <laughs> special. So we appreciate that. Yeah, there's those are my two favorite places. So um, now one other thing, uh, do you guys have any uh, distilleries or vineyards in the area? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a uh, I wouldn't call myself a big wine or or uh, liquor drinker. I do know of several distilleries in the Asheville area. Um, okay. but in the Bryson city area, I, I actually don't know any off the top of my head. I also know one down by the Chatuga, um, next to the Chatuga bell farm. But you know, in terms of Asheville, there are, are several very small distilleries, I would say. And then there's one winery, um, that's, that's fairly prominent and that's the winery at the Biltmore estate, which is definitely worth a visit. It's a great day trip, especially if you're into history, going and touring when you're able to the Biltmore estate and checking out their winery is, is very fun and very cool. It takes about a day. In terms of distilleries in the Asheville area, um, there's two that, that are stand out to me. 
Troy and Sons Distillery is a technically a, a moonshine uh, distillery in, in Asheville, but they do a variety of different moonshines, including a whiskey variant and some clear moonshine variants. Um, and they're very highly regarded. Um, again, I, I don't drink liquor too often, but, uh, but it's, it's definitely a fun place to check out. And they do have a really, really beautiful, massive copper still in there. So oh, uh, just cool. going and seeing that is just like, you know, pretty, pretty mind boggling and, and special. The other place that's actually relatively new in, in Asheville is called The Chemist, and they are mostly a gin distillery. Um, they were just opened up in downtown on the South Slope, um, and so that's kind of where all the, the high-profile breweries are in Asheville, Wicked Weed and Burial and Catawba. Um, and so uh, The Chemist is nestled right in there on the South Slope. And they specialize in small batch gin, uh, very, very good, um, very unique. And, and they have a bar next door that's a speakeasy type bar that's attached to it that, you know, serves up fresh gin and tonics and the whole nine. Um, and that place is great. I know um, right now they are open really limited because of COVID. So it's been really hard for people to get in there. It's, every time I walk by, it seems like there's all, you know, a, a line out the door or down the block because they're at limited capacity. But in a normal operating year, the chemist is, it seems to be kind of the new hotspot in the region. All right, Brian, if you're listening, you, uh, you heard him first, the chemist for your gin fix. <laughs> Brian is uh Brian is our host on uh the OG show and he is a uh, gen aphrodisiac. Wow, all right. Yeah, I I'm, I'm curious to hear if my review for the chemist lives up. I'll have to I'll have to report back in on that one. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, I know you said you're you're pressed for a half an hour. We're at the half hour mark. Um, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? You uh, you want to make mention in the podcast or anything? Uh, any last remarks you'd want to make? You know, other than and leaning on um, that Great Smoky Mountains resource, again, greatsmokymountainsfishing.com, um, the, the chamber here in Bryson has done a great job highlighting some of our local fishing services. Um, and I would certainly encourage folks to check that out. Um, and, and of course, to support some of our local outfitters while you're in town, especially right now um, during COVID-19, uh, the, the tourism industry in Western North Carolina has taken a large hit. And uh, as folks are, are deciding to travel into the region and fish or go on raft trips or zipline trips or just come and rent a cabin for a weekend, we appreciate it. Um, we appreciate people um, traveling responsibly and, and we appreciate your business uh, now more than ever. Some of these small guide services and small outfitters need the support of the community. And, and by far and large, we've seen a lot of great support in the last several months. And, and we look forward to continually being able to, to serve uh, travelers as they enter into the region. So we, we appreciate it. And uh, we're, we're hopeful for hopefully a, a productive 2021. Very much so, because I can't wait to get back there. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's uh it's a great place to be um i want to thank you again for coming on and talking about uh within the area within the nanahela and just everything that you've offered i i know our listeners are going to get uh the most out of this and guys please 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 for the love of god if you do go on any of the adventures out here and you're with a guide tip your guide they they rely on it that's how their livelihoods are made they're not out there just to you know scour for money they're they're providing you a service a great service at that 
tip them well. That's all I have for, to say about that. So, all right. Jan, I want to thank you again for coming on. Um, and if there's any questions uh, for our listeners, they could uh, go on to your guys' website to the FAQ forms, right? Yes, sir. NOC.com is our website. Um, and if folks certainly have questions, uh, we encourage folks to reach out. We've got contact forms there. You can shoot us emails at info at NOC.com. Um, and we do have a, a team here in our, our guest relations office who's you know, constantly manning the phones to be able to, manning and womening the phones to be able to, to answer some of these questions and make sure people are pointed in the right direction for their next trip. Very good. Well, again, thank you so much for being on. And guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Water. Until next time, smooth paddling. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. Join Waypoint TV's Great Outdoors Month celebration presented by Battery Tender every Tuesday and Sunday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy fishing and hunting content that will inspire you to get outside, but also to take action in preserving the land and water that allows us to do what we love most. Tuesdays and Sundays in June starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Watch Waypoint TV's Great Outdoors Month celebration presented by Battery Tender every Tuesday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Join us for land management tips, family hunts, and conservation-centric films as we show our appreciation for the great outdoors.